Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, brings you the Dating Skills Podcast. Hey there, this is Angel Donovan with another episode of Dating Skills Podcast. Today we have DJ Fuji from Tao of DJ Fuji. And uh, DJ Fuji has a bit of a different take on the whole world of dating skills and, and how to teach them in particular. And he, a lot of his clients tend to be guys who are like struggling. They haven't had girlfriends in the past, so it's not like they want to have really, really crazy high ambitions of like threesomes or out-of-world out stuff there. What they just want to get is from some, somewhere where they haven't had much of a dating life before just to where they're having a great dating life. DJ, great to have you here. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. Cool. So let's just jump straight into it. Um, you know, I know that one of the things that you really have that kind of had different take on is you look at fundamentals versus a lot of the kind of techniques um, that, that we see talked about by a lot of the gurus. Could you outline like what, what are fundamentals? What are you talking about when you say fundamentals? Um, well, primarily, I think the, the, the main emphasis that I teach is um, – and, and some of the techniques are the fundamental techniques, but mm-hmm. it's more focusing – like if we say take a look at a sport like basketball, focusing more on the dribbling, the footwork, the passing, the shooting versus the half-court shot versus the sky-hook shot versus the flashy things that they look really cool, but they don't actually win games. So when you're talking about dating, the fundamentals are things like body language, things like confidence, things like eye contact, um, the things like physical contact, um, the ability to hold the conversation. Now, the ability to hold the conversation, everyone seems to think that – like most people want to believe they can do that, but it's actually a more difficult thing than most people realize. And that's when you get guys that freeze up, that don't know what to say. Um, that comes down to just social skills and in particular in a cold approach scenario – particularly um, advanced social skills in order to keep a conversation going with someone who's probably nervous talking to you and being able to continue to do that. So those, those types of things, while they're not sexy necessarily in a, in a flashy sales page type way, those are things that actually get you real-world results. So that's what I focus on. Okay, right. So this doesn't tend like, you know, as, as you say, when, when people read about this stuff, like holding a conversation, doesn't sound really exciting or something you want to learn. Yeah. And it's not really very motiv- motivating. But what I like about what you say is that it's really fundamentally important. Like it's really the first step. If you can't hold a conversation, then you can't do anything else afterwards, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just like in the, the basketball analogy of passing or shooting, if you, and if you can't do those basic things, then it doesn't matter how good your sky hook shot is because what ultimately wins games, and in this case what ultimately gets you results, are those baseline fundamentals. And you have to have them because everything else builds upon those fundamentals. Okay, so for, for guys listening to this who may have this problem, but maybe they're not so aware of it, or sometimes we try to tell ourselves we don't have this basic problem, right? We want to want to kind sure. of study more advanced stuff. What would you say, like, how how would you know if this is like the main thing you're falling down on, and you really need to focus on this fundamental before like getting into anything more complicated? Uh, I would say if 
I would say the majority of people that get into this really need to start with the fundamentals. If you mm-hmm. didn't got into this and you weren't particularly naturally talented or you didn't kind of pick this up and run with it, like if you got into this, you read a few lines, you went out and you instantly started getting dates, then your fundamentals are probably pretty strong because that's what's carrying you. Yeah. Um, but if you're getting into this and you're struggling a little bit, if you run out of things to say often, um, if you don't know how to – escalate let's say you go on a date with a girl or even you're you're cold approaching or you're talking to a woman and you don't know how to touch her or you're not sure how or when to kiss her or you don't know what to do next um or you're kind of nervous and you don't know what to say your mind goes blank type things if you're experiencing those then those are symptoms of just kind of a lack of fundamentals and there's nothing there's nothing to be ashamed of with the fundamentals because i'll be the first to tell you that i was one of the worst guys ever with the fundamentals i I started with nothing. I started with such a lack of social skills that at 20 years old, I'd never held a girl's hand, much less date, sex, or anything else. Uh, I, was, I, I would have been happy just to have held a girl's hand. So I started from nothing, but what that allows me to do is know where guys are when I train them. I know exactly where they are in that path and what they need to do to get good. Okay. So for, for a guy who's got this stumbling block of just – you know, talking, basically maintaining a conversation, what, what are the first steps and how long does it take him to get over that, would you say, normally? Uh, it really depends on where he's starting um, mm-hmm. because some guys are starting uh, and they're, they're kind of nervous and they're, they run out of things to say mm-hmm. and they're starting but they're fast learners or maybe they started and they have other things going for them in their lives and you know they're naturally funny they're just kind of nervous for them they have to get over the nerves for say where i started i had the nerves but i also had i didn't know how to make a conversation i just didn't know how to carry a conversation even with guys um i didn't obviously know how to be funny i didn't know any of that stuff so there was so many more concepts to learn that you know the learning curve is going to be different i'd say for most guys to pick up the fundamentals you're talking somewhere between you know, on a low end of six months to a year, on the high end of maybe two or three years, mm-hmm. uh, and and really, and that that may sound like a lot, but it's pretty reasonable when you factor in that what you're really doing here is you're taking twenty to thirty years of social skill development and you're cramming it into a year or two, and that's why you have to be dedicated to it. But if you think about it, if you could do that with anything else, that would be absolutely amazing. And even when we do it here, sometimes you look at the difficulty of what you're trying to do and the complexity and you're like, that's amazing. You know, 30 years of experience into two years and, you know, you're right back as if you've been doing this for 30 years. Right. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it sounds like kind of crazy to say like maintaining conversation is hard. But when you put it into that perspective, then you can see that, you know, if you've always been shy and you haven't been someone who's been like talking uh, with, with people, people a lot, then you just lack so much of that experience. So I like that sounds kind of demotivating, though. Two to three years. Is there, are, there, are those like where are those kind of guys starting from that have to work for that long? And uh, 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 is there a difference in the way the guys learn? which is making the difference to how long they learn. So, uh, you know, is it, are, they, are they learning in a way that's holding them back in, in some ways, which is making it, you know, this two to three year job? Uh, I would say those are rates based on a guy putting in the necessary effort, a guy getting good coaching, a guy having good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, without those things, like if a guy kind of just, he doesn't really put a lot into it or he kind of does it halfway or he... 
he's not really de- disciplined or dedicated, or he doesn't have the coaching, he doesn't have the drive, or maybe he doesn't have the direction, those two, three years end up being five, six, ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, they don't even get that far because guys get frustrated and they drop out. And if you look at any group of guys that are trying to get good at this, whether they're a local support group, a meetup group, a layer, anything like that, you're going to see a lot of people drop out. And it's just because it's so hard to, to put all of those things together if you don't have that direction, that drive, that discipline. And so a lot – I mean you, you, I mean, I know, Angel, that you work a little bit in fitness too. And the same thing. You see people that join the gym in January and what happens by March? You know, The gym's empty. And – in two short months, all these people that have these resolutions now completely drop the ball on that. And I think a lot of people look at learning dating and they're like, oh, you know, so many people drop out. Well, that's the same thing no matter what you do. You know, anytime you want to do something big, you want to accomplish something big, you have big goals, you're going to have most of the people drop out. And it's sad, but it's true. The great thing is that it means that if you are, you know, you are disciplined, you are dedicated to that, you really want this, then you can do it because you don't have that much competition. All you have to do is not drop out when everyone else is dropping out. You got to push a little bit harder, and you got to you got to push yourself and have that discipline. You have to make sure you have that that uh, direction and know where you're going. Have that good coaching and stuff, and you can do it. And I think that's the same in business. It's the same in sports. It's the same in fitness, and it's the same in dating. Right. Right. And it, this is, uh, you know, this, this is interesting stuff. And I want to do a little segue here because we're talking about motivation and willpower, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. ba- basically, like, I want to achieve a goal in my life and I've got this much force and energy to get it done and to be persistent no matter, you know, the failures. And, you know, obviously, it's, it's going to be hard at the beginning. Or it's not going to be so much fun, right? Um mm-hmm. where, where Do you think this is just related to something that you can basically tell yourself, no, I can listen to this podcast and I can say, okay, this is the right thing to do. I'm going to be super motivated about this and I'm going to stick to it for six months. Or like, I know this is getting, you know, a bit, a bit advanced here, but I kind of think it's important. Or do you think like there's underlying other factors that help you to make, you know, basically put in the required force and, and keep up with it over, over time? Now I'm thinking a bit, you know, I know you do, you talked a bit about life uh, style coaching, so I'm thinking a bit along those lines. And w- mm-hmm. what kind of supports you to keep that level of motivation up, and you know, to actually push through and persist where others give up? Yeah, great, great uh, question. Actually, I um, I did a ton of research into this because I wanted to know why so many guys give up on this and and on everything. Why people give up so quickly? Um, and I did a ton of research, and that's what my uh, one of my talks in. Uh, London actually was about it was about hacking motivation mm-hmm. because what a lot of people think motivation is something that like you just oh you summon it up from your stomach or your core and you just have it well what people don't realize is motivation is actually a finite resource it's something that like you don't have an unlimited amount of motivation it just doesn't work that way it's a finite resource coming primarily from the prefrontal cortex and unfortunately that part of the brain is also responsible for a lot of other things so if you're tired, you'll notice your motivation kind of goes out the window. If you're hungry, your blood sugar is low, kind of goes out the window. So interestingly enough, the sense of motivation, it comes from a variety of factors, but a lot of you, a lot of times you have to really understand what's causing that to really gauge, um, you know, what you have to work with. And so for a lot of us, and for, especially for me, 
Um, you will notice that the guys that get really good at this are oftentimes guys that were the most troubled growing up or the most troubled that had the most troubles going through this. They're the guys that, as, uh, as my friend Future says, they come from a very dark place. And I think you have to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. In this, you have to hit rock bottom and be so desperate that you make a vow to yourself that I will do everything it takes to accomplish this, to make this happen, to change my life before you make a drastic move like that. Because like, I always tell my guys, you know, who fights for the scrap of meat on the ground? The dog that's starving or the dog that just ate dog food? It's always the starving dog. And the, the unfortunate truth is that if you don't hit rock bottom, a lot of times it's difficult to summon that kind of motivation, that kind of extreme discipline necessary to be the best. And I think that, that occurs across the board no matter if you're talking about dating or sports or anything else. You kind of have to hit rock bottom. You have to hit that point where you're like, I will do whatever it takes if you want to be the best, if you want to accomplish big things in this. Yeah, and I like how you bring up pain versus uh, reward, right? Because uh, all those psychological studies tell us that pain is a much greater motivator than than reward is. So in this case, you know, getting success with a girl. So you know, as you're mentioning, hit, hitting bottom, you know, basically hitting that like huge amount of pain, and being a driver. And I've seen I've seen that as well, uh, you know, across the community and with, with a lot of men as being kind of the starting point for for men to actually change. Um, so, but how, you know, how, how do you get that pain? Uh, I just want to give you a short anecdote. Like one of my buddies, um, you know, when we were, when we were learning about girls and so on, I remember one of the things he used to do is he used to punish himself, um, when something went wrong and basically just to push it in his own face, we didn't forget it. Cause I think one of the things we do is like when something doesn't go right, we, we tried to lessen the pain, right? It's just a psychological sure. thing. Um, and in this case, when you're talking about motivation, it's not, it, it, it helps in the short term because you don't feel so bad. But over the long term, you don't get this you know, pain that's going to actually thrust you into learning and mo- being really motivated. So what he mm-hmm. used to do, so what he, like one example was, you know, he made some mistakes um, with a girl he was really interested in and he kind of blew it uh, on the third date. And it was really raining hard that night, and he was about an hour away from his his place on foot, and he walked home in the in the rain and the cold, and mm-hmm. you know, like a pretty pretty nasty experience for him. And he just kind of ruminated right. over the night, and you know, for like like these things I did wrong, you know, and these things I just wasn't I wasn't working on it, and you know, making sure that he remembered those things. And you know, he's one of the guys that I saw get better, uh, you know, pretty quickly because you know he basically refused to make the same mistakes twice, and he refused to avoid any any of the kind of pain. He just pushed it in his own face so it wouldn't happen again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with the pain pleasure type thing, um, you can use both of those things, and I think a lot of people um, they a lot of people will have the kind of cotton to one thing, and that's what will drive them. Um, and therefore, you can't take one thing. Like it, some people respond better to pain, some people respond better to pleasure. Mm. Um, and so you have to customize it to whatever they respond to. Because if you do the wrong one, people oftentimes shut down, or it's just ineffective. Um, if it, if you if you go to the pleasure side and they're not particularly motivated by that, then it just is ineffective. And and conversely, the people just will shut down. So. I think a big part actually of coaching that people don't realize is that especially when you talk about long-term coaching, and I've, I've seen this because you know my friends, we talked about my friends Dan and Mike, um, and something they've seen too because Mike does all kinds of coaching is when you look at 
um, what keeps people on the ball. Uh, one of the bigger uh, things in coaching, one of the, the biggest things that, that makes coaching effective is the absolute accountability. And I think we've seen that with entrepreneurism and we see with the, the accountability coaches or the accountability partners that entrepreneurs have, and I'm sure you're familiar with that, um, or the, the mastermind groups, which is really just an accountability group. And it's, it's becoming something that we realize in coaching, a big, big part of the coaching is someone holding you accountable. And I think with fitness, I think even more sometimes than the technique, because there's a lot of, of personal trainers that don't have good technique in, in terms of personal training, but they get results because they force people to be accountable. And I think that's a big, big thing because the hardest part about fitness, the hardest part about dating, the hardest part about any kind of thing like this is pushing in spite of, I don't want to do it and showing up and actually getting out there. Right, right. Totally. So this, this links back to, you know, what you've been saying about discipline and it takes a lot of discipline to get through this. And Obviously, one of the one of the great discipline enforcers is accountability. For people who aren't getting any coaching, have you got any hacks that they could use to keep themselves more accountable? Uh, well, coaching is is by I would say by far is right. the most effective. Mm -hmm. Minus that, I would say um, making sure you're always writing everything down. Uh, making sure, like every time you go out, I have my guys write field reports, mm -hmm. and and they don't even post them. Just write them for yourself because not only does that highlight the things you're doing correctly and the things you need improvement on, but it keeps you accountable for the things that you do. Same things like uh, having a vision board, um, having a you put a cork board and you cut out pictures of what you want to accomplish, who you want to become, all these things that you want to uh, maybe acquire or accomplish, and you pin it to your corkboard and you put it in a place where you see every day. Mm. And it reminds you of what you're working towards, especially with something as uh, kind of long-term as something like developing social skills or, or dating. A lot of times you lose sight of the forest because you're looking at the trees and you forget what you're really working towards. You think, oh, well, it's really important that I get this one girl or it's really important that I pull tonight or I get a number. And you forget that what you're really working for is a lifestyle. It's change. It's improvement. It's becoming the best version of you. It's not about, uh, oh, can I get three numbers tonight? Now, maybe that's part of the process, but when you, when you lose sight of the entire goal – and you start thinking about notches or numbers or, or the little things, then all of a sudden you realize you know, several years have passed and you haven't gotten any better because you're looking too short-term. Totally, totally. No, that's a good point, sir. So some of the other areas you were talking about with the fundamentals were body language, eye contact, and physical contact. Where, 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 when do they become important? So we said, you know, maintaining a conversation is kind of your, your first stop. What, what would you say guys should focus on next? Uh, you know, it's funny because it obviously it depends on, you know, who the guy is. But uh -huh. I would say your, your presence, your body language, um, and, you know, kind of overarchingly your confidence and, and those types of things. Your nonverbals, though, uh, from a perspective of when they're important in interaction actually occur, and I'm sure you know this, before the conversation ever starts. Mm. Um, guys, you know, it's, and I think we've progressed beyond the idea of, oh, you can learn a line and get any woman. And I think we kind of understand that at this point. But I think a, a lot of things people still aren't quite getting is that what gets you attraction in a, uh, an interaction is not saying or doing something it's being attractive uh, and you because you just can't fool people that well I don't care how good of an actor you are you can't fool people 
by trying to do attraction when you aren't attractive because people are way too good at seeing right through that. You have to be attractive, which means on a physical level, you have to make sure you're going to the gym. You have to make sure that you're, uh, you're paying attention to your fashion, to your grooming. You have to um, be doing things with your life other than just this and other than playing video games. You have to be taking care of your financial life. Um, you have to be uh, holistically, you have to be an attractive person because nobody's that good of an actor. People see right through that. And I think it, it's, such a, it's such a vague concept, but at the same time, it's such an uh, it's such an abstract concept that people are like, oh, I can just learn a few lines or I can learn these techniques. And you can, it's just people see through those. And it's like thinking that I can take out Michael Jordan because I develop one hook shot. Like Michael Jordan's not, he's not that that basic that I can take him out with a hook shot. If it was, he wouldn't be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a little bit more than that to take a guy like that out. And, and when you focus on everything as a holistic growth thing, when you focus on being attractive, sure, it's a, it's a longer journey. I'm not going to lie about that. It's a journey that really is going to span your lifetime, and it's a journey that um, isn't really going to stop. It's going to start here, and it's going to keep going for you know as long as you live, but it's something that's so much more rewarding than just learning a line. It's something that's so much more life-changing than just learning a technique because it starts to affect your friendships, your obviously your dating, your job, your social life, your financial life. Across the board, you become a different person. You become a better person. And I think when people see uh, the difference and the change in who they can become, that's so much bigger than just being better at dating. Yeah, yeah. Totally, and these things are all, all related, as, as we as we spoke about before. Um, I guess to some guys, this could sound overwhelming, right? Because uh, yeah. in, you know, in today's environment or to today's world, right? There's there's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. You know, we've got our careers, you know, we've got our relationships. Maybe we've got our health goals, like you know, fitness and so on, and all sorts of pressures. So, is is there one area? Like, I'm I'm kind of thinking that you know, you talked about going to the gym. Do you, do you have any perspective on how important it is to kind of kind of start there? What's your opinion? I know you're into fitness um, yourself. Yeah, I, I like the idea of um, starting, one, immediately, and two, um, with kind of in, in the major areas of your life. So mm-hmm. the gym is something that I like because especially if you're outside of the realm of what's considered attractive in, mm-hmm. in terms of your, your physique, right? Mm-hmm. So – Going from say say um, average physique to uh, define abs makes very little difference in terms of like what's actually going to happen in dating, right? Yeah. Unless you're sarging, unless you're going out, you're meeting women uh, at the pool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not really you're going to get diminishing returns. Where it's going to be a big deal is if you're like 50 pounds overweight. It's going to make a big big difference once you start to lose that. So. Uh, my my thing is look for the areas in which you're hurting the most. Mm-hmm. So if let's say you have uh, you know, 11% body fat, um, but you can't afford um to buy lunch tomorrow, right? Then focus more on getting your financial life together versus cutting to 9% body fat and maybe having your abs show because you have, you have under 10%, right? So my thing is look for the areas in which you need the most help. And then improve those areas the most because those are the areas that you're going to get the biggest gains right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Would you say that any of these things could be holding? Because you know, I've met people in the past who, for instance, would focus on learning dating skills, um, kind of forgetting about 
the other goals in their life, right? And mm -hmm. one of the things I saw is that sometimes these people just plateaued and stalled because this other part of their life was holding them back, but they would kind of ignore it and, you know, they, they'd let things go on. So take the money problem, for example, you know, um, not having the finances to, you know, go to the places where you want to meet the right women and, and, and things like that, or, you know, just go on a nice date with a girl that you've met and not not feel kind of like stressed out about it because you you know you don't know if you've got the money to to deal with it and always having to think of ways around that. What's kind of, what's kind of your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I my philosophy is you should be an attractive person overall, hmm. and so like like you said, that kind of ties into figure out where your uh, your biggest weaknesses are, and in terms of of um, you know, guys focusing very heavily on learning dating. It kind of really depends on uh, where you are in dating. For me, I had to focus everything on dating. Mm. But you also got to remember that I came from, you know, I did four years in the Marine Corps. And then after that, I stepped into a, I was fortunate enough to step into uh, basically a six figure computer job because of my prior training. So I had the finances nailed already. I had um, a lot of that stuff, the career stuff, already handled. So I could sacrifice a little bit on the career end, and I could say, "Hey, let me, you know, take all this focus I've been putting on career. Let me kind of put that on hold a little bit and um, put that extra resource towards the dating side because I'm so so deficient." in the social skills arena and I needed to do that. I couldn't half halfway that. I couldn't say, oh, well, I'll just – I'll go halfway on the dating and I'll keep doing the career. My career was as good as it was going to get um, in terms of improving my dating life. Like I couldn't have made my career any better to improve my dating life more. What I needed to do was to take those resources and devote them to the biggest hole. And the biggest hole at that point was the confidence, the body language, the tonality, the social skills, the conversation ability. Like I needed to do that, and that made the biggest difference in my development. Yeah, I like I like how you position it as resources, right? Basic basically things that you can use to get the other goals done in your life once once you've achieved one. So, you know, if you mm -hmm. if you reduce your weight by fifty pounds, your your head your head's feeling clearer, you have more energy, um, you know, people are responding to you better. And now, you know, you can apply that to your career, you can apply that to dating girls, you can apply it to other areas. And in the same way with your financial resources as you pointed out, right? Once you've increased that, you can, you know, you can start help getting that to help you in other areas. So I think that's something that a lot of people neglect. Um, and uh, when, when they're when they're kind of thinking about like dating skills, um, maybe 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 one of the things that kind of slows them down is they don't have like a, a build a resource, like build a build a skill rather than go out and have a good result tonight, right? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I maybe it's going back to being focused on the reward too much. Um, but you know, you know, you go out and and you know maybe you have a really horrible night, but you learn something. Uh, that is way more important sometimes, um, and it wasn't much fun, but you know it, it can really make the difference, and you know may, maybe you built a skill from from that night mostly. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always tell I always tell guys that you're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is not to have fun. If we have fun in the process, yeah. awesome. And I'd like to have fun in the process, but sometimes when you do what's necessary, whether it's work, the gym, or anything else, sometimes it's not fun, and sometimes you've got to sacrifice fun in order to get better. And that's what we're here for. Yeah, I often find it works. It works like that way in the beginning, and then it gets more fun as it goes on with yeah, with any absolutely. kind of thing you're doing uh, as you get more comfortable with it. So mm. um, now I know you're huge on discipline, and, and now I kind of know why because I, I, 
your military background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and your friends with future, so that that kind of like makes but sense. But future and I actually served in the Marine Corps together. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Weirdly enough, we were in the same unit. It was bizarre, and I did I did I wasn't. Uh, it was kind of a broader unit, so it wasn't like I was working right next to him, but we definitely knew who each other were, except neither of us were anything other than Marines at that point. Mm-hmm. This is so weird. Um, cool, so I, w- I want to focus, like we've got about five minutes left here, uh, I want to I focus on maybe some uh, like, like takeaways for the guys, like some, some, some tips on somebody's fundamental areas. Um, so we talked a lot about discipline, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But is there is there anything concrete that they can start doing today in terms of body language, eye contact, and, and physical contact? The, the kind of the big things that you you see that they they can do something specific and it will it will help in that area. Yeah, well, so so starting out with eye contact, um, a big big thing is mm-hmm. just start making eye contact with everyone you walk by. Yeah, because chances are, if you're listening to this. You walk by people all the time at the office, on campus, everywhere, and most people don't make eye contact because it's kind of awkward. If you force that, though, you get a lot more comfortable. So force it. When you make eye contact, just smile and say hello. And it's such a simple thing, and it's you'll see naturals do it all the time, and it seems so simple, but it's a lot harder when you're not used to it. And when you get used to it, it makes it that much easier to start conversations, to keep conversations going, to keep eye contact while you're in a conversation, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, on the conversation side, what I would say is make conversations with everyone around you. And it, it'll seem silly at first because you'll be talking to a, a 70-year-old grandmother at, in the grocery store in front of you, and you'll be making small talk with her and it'll seem so silly in that moment but in the larger picture um you're building social skills and it doesn't matter at that point whether you're building with a seven-year-old grandmother or a 21-year-old model because social skills are social skills and at, at where most people are at that point the faster and the more experience you get with that the faster your overall development's going to be those are excellent tips. Uh, I'm, I'm completely stand behind those. And I remember my first experiences with eye contact. I was doing that, you know, when I f- first started out. And it's amazingly how quick and wow. I remember how uncomfortable it kind of strange it feels, right? As yeah. you're saying. Um, but you yeah. know, very quickly it just becomes com- completely normal. And the other thing I'd say about the eye contact thing is you create opportunities because if you just like maintain eye contact with people as you're walking past or in a cafe or wherever and you smile at them sometimes you know they'll smile back or even they'll say hello right and sometimes it'll be a cute girl or whatever or maybe it'll just be you know a potential new other um like you know social conversation that you're going to get something out of that or maybe it's a new friend um so you know that simple one little eye contact thing is actually huge yeah i think all of these things really if, if you look at all the different individual techniques I'd say 90% of them contribute to all one cause, and that cause, uh, aside from just you being overall more attractive person, that cause is, is you being more confident. And confidence is so hard to teach just in and of itself that we have to break it down into these little things that all contribute to you ultimately becoming more confident. Great, great, awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. And DJ, have you got anything to say about anything that's going on with you at the moment, uh, anything you're working on? I know, I know you said something about a few products you got coming out. Uh, yeah, I've got. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of action. So the the main products that are coming out are going to be things geared around action. I've got uh, a training system based on flashcards. 
mm-hmm. that you don't just read a book and you know put it down and say we're good. You actually go through the flashcards and it teaches you things like conversation. It teaches you things like frame control or how to handle things and how to steer conversations. Um, so that'll all be on the website. So um, you know, uh, feel free to take a look and uh, tell me what you guys think on that. Excellent, excellent. Well, DJ Fuji, it's been a great conversation with you today, and thanks for all the advice for the guys. And look forward to catching up with you soon, man. Thank you, man. Likewise. Cool. You can find out more about today's podcast and dating instructor on Dating Skills Review. Google Dating Skills Review or Dating Skills Podcast, and you'll be there. For first-timers on the podcast, Dating Skills Review is the largest database of dating advice on the planet. If it exists, we have it. Before you do anything else, read anything else, listen to anything else about dating, sex, or attraction, download our free manual, Fast Track, Seven Rules to Get Good with Women in Months, Not Years. You can download it right from the Dating Skills Review homepage. That's datingskillsreview.com. It will teach you the best-in-class learning strategy that the top dating instructors in the world have used to get good with women. Readers say it's flawless. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Those reviews help to increase our iTunes ranking and spread the word. Dating Skills Review wouldn't be what it is today without your feedback and support, so a big thanks there. This is Angel Donovan from Dating Skills Review. Get working on those skills hard this week because next week we're taking another step up to mastering your dating life. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast. So you can get good with women in months, not years. Learn more at www.datingskillsreview.com.